It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. Ben, can we start? Can we start over? Okay. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll introduce my guest shortly, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two and share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will typically do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash B-R-I-A-N. Not long ago, I was interviewed on a friend's live radio show, and he asked me a really interesting question during the show. He asked me to give three tips to entrepreneurs to help them become more successful. And so here's what I said. First, you need to surround yourself with people who are moving in the same direction that you want to go. If your goal is to run a successful business, then listen to podcasts about that. Read books and go to seminars where you are likely to meet those types of people. Secondly, have a strong why. When things get tough, you can't quit at the first sign of trouble. If you don't have your strong, compelling reason to continue, you will quit sooner than later. That's not how winning is done. Finally, don't ever give up. If you have the right people around you and you have your strong why, you are less likely to give up. The most successful people I know kept going in the face of very difficult circumstances. If you do these three things, your chances of reaching your goals will be a lot higher. Keep going. You will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I would like to introduce my guest. And my guest this week is Brian McKittrick. He's a good friend of mine. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Brian McKittrick is an insurance and finance specialist, and his brokerage, Insurance of Texas, services life, health, and senior insurance plans for all 50 states plus Washington, D.C., also offering property, casualty, and commercial plans for the state of Texas. He's a career sales professional and leader. He's been a top-performing salesman since his first commission sales job in 1999. For over 20 years, he's excelled in retail, car, and insurance sales, both as a sales associate as well as leading sales teams as high as over 100 members. And he is recently the author of the best-selling book, It Ain't Rocket Surgery, 21 Simple Steps That Will Take Your Business to the Moon. And we will talk about that and so much more during today's show. So here we are with my very special guest, Brian McKittrick. Brian, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So here's the first thing I typically ask everyone. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are right now? No, early on, um, I had the dream of being a baseball player or a ninja. So that, uh, and then from there was, I started playing uh, electric bass at 14. Then I thought I would be, you know, a musician. So it wasn't until I got into retail 
and sales, um, you know, I was 19 years old that I started actually, you know, vision myself more in a entrepreneurial uh, capacity. Although when I first started, I never thought about owning my own business. Wow. That's absolutely amazing. Those are very diverse careers. What stopped the music? Do you still play occasionally? Uh, I do. And I've, uh, I've recorded on five albums. Uh, two were an original band, um, but that was last in like 2013. So when my son was born, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, too many things going on at once. So uh, I had to leave the band stuff. So uh, up until my past, pastor retired about, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I was playing in church. Mm. I've always, I just kind of kept it. Maybe I'll start adding some Instagram reels or something. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be really awesome. And I, I know a bunch of people in the community that both and I, you and I are in that mm. would probably love that. That'd be amazing. So take us all the way back. What was your first sales job like? Uh, my first sales job was actually, uh, it was a fun marriage between uh, music and business. It was in a retail uh, music instrument store called Mars Music. They're no longer in business, um, but that was my first. That was my first job. So that that was uh, that was fun to you know be around music. So my whole life, you know, for basically two whole years was, you know, being at the music store, going home. My roommates uh, had uh, two roommates. One was a drummer that I played in a band with. Another one was a, a high school teacher. Uh, in so he, to music at work, music at home, and then I also did gigs. So it was just music, music, music for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I bet that was a lot of fun. I bet you had many different kinds of clients, people in bands, uh -huh. schools. Uh, I bet you had to learn a lot about a lot of different instruments. Did you have a favorite? Well, I, I play electric bass, and I, I was my, my primary spot was in the uh, guitar guitar and accessory department. So mostly guitar, guitar related, but yes, I did go out and venture into, uh, learning the other stuff. Um, I, in, in high school, I was in jazz band. So mm -hmm. I had some basic knowledge with, you know, saxophone, trumpet, you know, the, the band, typical band instruments, uh, later on or about halfway through the time there, I started teaching bass in their learning center. So I got to be more of a, you know, kind of was always interested in the other parts of of the store beyond just the guitar department wow that's absolutely amazing tell us about your rock bottom moment what happened uh okay so so when i was at that store um when we, we actually didn't start off in the commission um on a commission basis but we flipped to it and from there Okay, we'll get a little bit of a backstory, then I'll tell you kind of where I was. So um, the I figured out um, just by math, if I make that do this much in production, I'll make this much money. So I didn't really care about being number one. I was setting a personal goal, and those goals were just happened to be higher than anyone else. Uh -huh. So I was top performer in the store, then region, even at one point top uh, was the number one in the company. Mm. Uh, and so I had figured out how to do it and it became uh, a repetitive nature. It just, it, so every day when I went in, I just turned the switch on and I got, got into that mode. But my whole life was at that time, just pretty much music. So mm. home and I had, um, I had a roommate and we were basically party central. So I was still playing in bands and so, you know, sell at a high level. And when you work hard, you'll want to play hard. So mm -hmm. 
we went home and uh, partied at a high level. So uh, he and I were just uh, we did everything everything to the uh, to the nth degree, and that included a lot a lot of heavy drinking. That included drugs. And I remember one point when we had been up for probably uh, I don't know maybe like going on a two day stretch of partying, not sleeping, and I had to we had a meeting at the store the next day. So I remember desperately trying to fall asleep, which I never did. I couldn't fall asleep. Um, so the next day I went to the store and me and him both, you know, had been up for too long and we're both out of it. And yeah, we're telling each other, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, you know, try not to participate. But the meeting was in the guitar department and here I am the top performing salesperson in the store, in my department, top performer in the company. And we're trying not to talk and question came to me and my answer i don't remember what it was it was english but so erratic um and just made absolute zero sense from what i remember and one of the other guys turned to me and was just like what are you talking about and Mm -hmm. after that the meeting was over it was evident to you you can fool people here and there but managers in that store being around that type of a group and knowing that they're musicians, they know what that looks like. So uh, one of the guys came to me and said, Hey, I can tell an obvious change in the recent, I don't know, however many months. And that's when it hit me that, um, this is not going to be something sustainable. Right. So, um, yeah, I just made that change. Now, luckily for me, I never had the type of personality. It's interesting. Like some people can uh, you know, try one drug once and instantly they're hooked and then just a downward spiral. For me, it was, I never got what they call hooked. I can always turn it on and I can always turn it off. But the dangerous part of, of that kind of scenario is the person who has a drink and then wrecks their truck and they get a DUI and all that stuff, they see the repercussions of their actions. Oh. I I hadn't because I was partying, you know, Motley Crue style and still going to and going and performing. So I didn't have a negative impact in my life because of it. Okay. We've got about two minutes or so to our break. What, what changed, what caused you to pivot to your current direction? Uh, well, you know, someone caring and saying, Hey, you can't sustain this. And I had pretty much, you know, okay, fine. I'd, I had had enough. It didn't didn't make a difference in my life. I wasn't hooked or anything. It wasn't like selling pawning thing things to go play. But um, I just realized that if I was going to continue on and then actually perform and want to have a life better than I grew up, I had to get out of that kind of thing. Absolutely. So now, what do you think your big mission is? Um, I. I feel more and more in the recent years, it's not just about being a, a top performer. I want to be able to help others perform whether whatever success means to them. I want to help them achieve that. Yeah, that's great. What do you think it takes to become a successful entrepreneur? (laughs) Uh, I would think a number of things, but for me is, is determination and focus on a goal. You need to set, have a goal. Number one, you need to know what it, what it is that you're actually pushing through too many people. Ziegler called wondering generalities yeah. where they really have no direction where they want to push. Absolutely. We are coming up against our very first break. My very yeah. special guest this week is Brian McKittrick and he is the author of the book. It ain't rocket surgery. 21 simple steps that will take your sales 
to the moon. And we will talk about that when we come back. We'll talk about why some people are good at sales and why others aren't. aren't. And uh, we'll talk about some things in the book, such as identifying your ideal customer, having systems, becoming attractive to your customer, overcoming self limiting beliefs over sales, uh, the importance of core values, the importance of building a powerful network. We've got this and so much more coming up on the show. When we come back, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back on the other side. Please stay tuned. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's Did Scotch tape originate in Scotland? Nope. The popular gift wrapping tape was actually developed right here in the United States. In 1926, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, was being a bit rapacious, trying to save a little scratch or money, and started using a cheaper adhesive on their sticky tape. A Detroit automaker ordered some of this newer, cheaper tape to use for spray-painting auto bodies. But the automaker complained because the tape was scotch, a politically incorrect word that meant cheap or stingy. While the tape didn't have the adhesion to satisfy the automaker, it was hardly a Jifu jet. That's an unnecessary thing. It had many other uses, as we all know. So the tape was kept in production, and the name Scotch just stuck. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian McKittrick. He's the author of the book, It Ain't Rocket Surgery, 21 Simple Steps That Will Take Your Sales to the Moon. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please go ahead and do so. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. We've got a lot of faithful subscribers. And we are over 430 episodes strong. I can't believe it. It's just been such a fun ride. I can't wait to share the rest of this with you. So, Brian, let me ask you, first of all, mm-hmm. why do you think some people are good at sales and others aren't? I think there's a misconception of what sales actually is. Mm. Um, most I, I've heard people say like, oh, he has a silver tongue or uh, they use phrases like the gift of gab. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales is not persuading someone to buy something that they shouldn't. Um, so I, I talk about sales in the very first chapter of the book and I talk about sales of, 
all you're essentially doing is connecting a client's wants and needs to the product or service that fulfills that. So that is that's a great, I don't even know if that's 10 words that's simplifying down to what it actually means. So, you, you know, someone comes on the, a car lot there, they didn't come to not buy a car. They are interested in buying a car in the market. So find out what it is that they want and see if you can facilitate that. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that there's a misconception that you're persuading someone to do something that they, that you're not, or that, that they don't want to do or that they shouldn't be doing. So, uh, movies like boiler room, you know, where they, they, they you know, they play tricks on people to, to buy. That's not really how it should be. No, not at all. Yep. It just makes for better entertainment, but you're right. It's not the way it really should be. And yep. I love how the philosophy of sales has really pivoted over the years. It used to be what you just talked about, trying to convince someone to buy something. Mm -hmm. uh, you watch you know, sales movies even back in the 50s and 60s. It was somebody that just would twist someone's arm to buy something. But sure. now people are sophisticated. They have a lot of choices. And now you're right. It is about finding out what someone really needs and then providing something. It's it's like you're a doctor prescribing something. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, you're uh, you're finding. You know, I spend more time in my in my business. I spend more time finding out what it is that they need and how I could connect than trying to close somebody or, you know, putting the presses to them. I don't, I don't hard press anybody into buying. I find out what it is that they want. And I made a portfolio so large that I don't have to walk anybody, meaning they don't have to not buy from me because I've, I've done all the, the work on the back end to make sure I have everything that they could, uh, that could fit their wants and needs because I sell it all. Yeah. That's the difference. Fantastic. And you recently uh, released a best-selling book. It's called It Ain't Rocket Surgery, 21 Simple Steps That Will Take Your Sales to the Moon. How did you decide to write this? So through the, uh, you and I both are in the Apex uh, program yep. for Break Free Academy. Um, so part of that was there's a lot of conversation about having a book. Now, I had always thought as a kid uh, and even you know, even in my 20s, reading people like Ziegler and Covey and Tom Hopkins was that that just seems so far off. You know, I I didn't I didn't go to college. I don't have a college degree. I started working at 14. So my family, uh, you just got to work. And I thought the idea of writing a book was something that, you know, professors do and intellectuals and that kind of thing. So it never dawned on me that anyone could write a book. Yeah. So uh, being in the program and seeing it, it actually, I saw how simply books can come together and that, that became a trigger for me. So, um, I had a conversation with, um, a few different people, but in January talked to, uh, Thomas Keenan, uh, he's now the COO of the company and, and the conversation I was having with him was I, I felt more compelled to be a contributor within the group as opposed to just, you know, an active member. And he challenged me for a couple of things and that one of those things was, book and i had already met met uh, an editor and started had a conversation with her in december and in january it became okay we're gonna do this so yeah. february 1st uh we had a hundred day plan for me to write the book in 100 days i actually nice. did it in 90 days i did it february 1st to the end of april yeah. and um but what was interesting was as I was putting things together putting the chapters uh the concept and the outline i remembered 
that I had notes somewhere. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I know there's a box in my house somewhere. So I went and found it. And sure enough, I uncovered like 80, 80 letter size pages of notes, mm. which that's on a letter size. It's essentially two pages, but that's 160 pages worth of content right there. Right. So I sent it off to, I scanned it in, sent it off to Fiverr, had it, had it uh, typed up and I don't actually think I used much of it, but the idea and the spark was there like, okay, now it gave me hope to say, wow, I've actually got this. I've got this in me. Yeah, that's fantastic. And what I love about this book is Mm -hmm. it's not just a sales strategy book. You talk about identifying your ideal customer, having systems, being attractive to your customer. So let's just talk about those three things. There's so much more in the book. There's 21 simple steps, but I love these three things in particular. Let's talk about identifying your ideal customer. Some people fail to do this. Right. So how do you go about doing that? Uh, Another thing in sales is trying to sell to everyone. Mm I have found that if you're trying to convince someone to buy something that you haven't properly prospected, meaning you haven't found the right customer for you. So um, that particular chapter is part of that com- comes from the, the the Apex program of what we call crafting the dream 25 customers. Um, that actually came from another book called the ultimate sales letter with Chet Holmes. Yeah. And so what it is there is I, I took that exercise, not just going, okay, these are 25 people I want to do business with, or I want to interact with. That's all well and good. But I took that to go, wait a minute, what's the commonality with this type of person? So if I write down, I want to do business with Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Jordan Belfort, Ryan Stuman. If I take a step back and go, okay, what do these people have in common? And then even back even further, what do their customers have in common? So that allowed me to really get more finite on it. I just don't want, I'm not trying to sell, I'm in the insurance space. I'm not trying to sell insurance to everyone. I don't right. want everyone as a client. I want to deal with the clients that fit me and match me the most. So I went that down to, okay, 30 to 60 is my ideal range. Really 40 to 60 is where I really live. I'm 41 myself. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is the people in that age range are going to be married, typically have kids on average, um, especially if they have children, they're going to take the the product, the insurance, you know, health insurance and life insurance more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I look another step back and go, okay, wait, these guys are all healthier, reasonably healthy, healthy. Fitness is important to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically what I'm doing is I took those examples and that became a typecast. And that's how I went and went and looked for my clientele. So when I get on social media and you and I are in networks and we get hit with friends requests like all day long, right? Yes. Uh huh. I think another problem there is that people go, Oh, I want to grow my network, grow my network. Well, that's great. But I get friend requests for, um, single Asian women in Singapore. Uh huh. That, and they're young. That, that yep. doesn't fit my, my profile. No. So I'm not going to prove that person. You know, if I, if I, someone sends me a friend request, I pop it open and it's Jimmy Johnson and like, okay, well, Jimmy doesn't shout him to where Jimmy lives. doesn't say what he does. Uh, I can't tell if he's got a family or not. I just leave it. Yeah. So the, the other misconception is your product is not for everyone and your style of person is also not for everyone. So I'm out there looking for family people. So I'm going to show 
my customers, talk about the like the attractive person part of it. I'm going to show people in my network that I'm a family person. Yeah. So that's where I do the the joke stuff. I share a lot about my son or a lot of family event things that we do. I yeah. want to work with families, so I'm going to show them that I am the father of a family. That is so important. You have to show people who you are because that's one of the ways that you attract your customers. We've got three minutes to our next break. The second thing I want to address real quickly is the importance of having a system. A lot of people are are stuck in the mode of, I have to call people. And yeah, that, that, that certainly is great, but you want to have systems for attracting leads to yourself. How right. important is that for you? So um, in, in sales, you should have... When I think about a system in sales is a process to to take people through. Okay. Mm-hmm. So another thing that 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 salespersons that I see as a problem in the marketplace is that they are just rambling or wondering through their sales process. They have no finite way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So you should see customers in stages. So it depends on what kind of systems like CRMs, you know, customer relation management tools are very good about this. Um, they put people into stages. So when you first get someone as a contact, that's to stage number one. And you should have your clearly identified a what the stages are and then how to push someone, you know, process them through each stage. Mm-hmm. So this happened the other day. This is an example of someone who just hasn't mapped this out in their process of taking on clients or prospecting or even, you know, uh, identifying needs. I called the uh, Dallas Mavericks ticket office. My wife had an idea to, hey, let's look into season tickets this year. So I said, okay. I called down there. I'm sorry, I emailed them. They have a form to email. They set up a phone call. In that phone call, this particular person, the salesperson, uh, she was just all over the place. She would ask Mm -hmm. me, and then she would start talking, rambling about something else, and then come back and ask me another question. So she didn't have this process to take me through to be able to identify what product fit my needs, my wants, really, and then be able to recommend a product. Mm-hmm. She, she was in and out all over the place. You know, if she was playing baseball, she would have ran to second base and then third base and then back to first base. She was just, mm. I mean, so systematically you should have your process for each stage so if it's a contact if it's a referral if it's a lead whatever it is and as you start going through each process you map it out Mm -hmm. how you want the customer experience to look like that's fantastic we're coming up against our next break my very special guest is brian mckittrick and his book is called it ain't rocket surgery 21 simple steps that will take your sales to the moon. We talked about identifying your ideal customer. We talked about having systems. And after the break, we're going to talk about how to become attractive to your customer, self-limiting beliefs that people may have around sales, uh, core values, how to build a powerful network, and so much more. We're going to come right back after the break. And I can't wait to share the rest of this with you. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? 
Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brienkwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brienkwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian McKittrick. His book is called It Ain't Rocket Surgery, 21 Simple Steps That Will Take Your Sales to the Moon. If you've not picked up my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It's available on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. The paperback version is available as well. It's a bunch of the best interviews from this very show, including Kevin Harrington, Chris Powell from Extreme Weight Loss, Brad Sugars, Dan Locke, so many amazing, amazing experts. I just love sharing success with people. So that's why I love doing this show. So Brian, let's return to the topic at hand. The next thing I want to talk about uh, that's in your book Mm -hmm. is about the idea of becoming attractive to your customer. And a lot of people don't really even think about that, but you have to be a magnet to who you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So part of that is sharing, um, a little bit more vulnerability and sharing who you are. So if you think about the social media marketing, um, on paper or I'm sorry, on a, um, on first glance, people might think, Oh man, you're on, you know, on Facebook a lot. You're on Instagram a lot. You're just playing around. I was actually having this conversation with my son yesterday, uh, cause he was teasing me about being on the phone. And I, I said, well, it may not look like, I'm actually doing business or actually networking, but I really am. And he, so I explained this to my, you know, eight year old son, how, how it actually is, um, is a branding thing. So mm-hmm. people don't want to, I, I I've seen salespeople do this. People don't want you to you know, constantly put your business card in their face. Uh, Ryan Stuman said it once that social media should, should interact real social behavior. So for instance, let's say you went to a cocktail party or it was like some networking event, a B and I, whatever, you know, there's a hundred people there and you know, there's, you know, the cocktail bar and snacks, whatever. And you're just there to meet and talk to people. You wouldn't walk to every single person and shove your business card in their face. No, you just wouldn't do that. So 
uh, same thing happens in in social media. So sharing more about who you are and occasionally talking about what you do, but the who you are becomes much more important. Um, and if you do something consistently, repetitively and consistently, that becomes you know what your brand is. So I want to work with family people. So I show a lot of family stuff. Uh, occasionally I'll show, you know, some book stuff, uh, like leading up to the book, I was sharing a post, uh, like three months out, I was sharing something and that was strategic. I was sharing something about the book that way on launch date, I had all these posts and all these content already there that I went back and re-engaged with. So sharing that kind of thing, but it didn't, it didn't shove it in someone's face. And to have something once a month, but it was valuable content too. It was a quote from a book. And what I usually was doing was highlighting someone else. Yeah. So, um, you know, sharing something about what you do, but also sharing another person's aspect of it is much more powerful than just going, hey, I'm Brian and I sell insurance. Here's my business card. Right. Um, people don't react to that stuff. They want to see who it is. Who someone is is almost more as important or even more important than what it is that they do. Absolutely. So let me ask this because there may be people listening who maybe don't like sales and maybe it's because they weren't taught how to do it right. So what would you advise people who may have limiting beliefs around the idea of becoming a good salesperson? Well, I I think they need to uh, step back and relook at what their their own definition of a salesperson is. And mm-hmm. if they find that they're trying to, they're having to convince someone to do something, then that, that alone is, is, you know, part of the, part of the issue. Um, so you need to go and find prospects who are actually interested in, is interested in what it is that you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So, uh, ironic for me, I get a lot of referrals, recommendations, uh, contacts about insurance, and I rarely post about insurance. I have just be, you know go into a network and a pool of people and become the you know the known person for that for that particular niche. So that's the first thing I would you know look at you know relook at what it is that you think your salesperson is, and then the second part is where are you finding your prospects? Okay, uh, it, chapter thirteen is is the book I talk about prospecting and finding the right person is 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 a very uh, in this day and age, there's a very wide range of ways to do it. But right. uh, if you're pushing uphill for, for deals to close, then that that needs to change. Yeah, it absolutely does. I, I love that. So let me ask you, we, we talk about core values on this show yeah. a fair amount. What would you consider to be your top core values that you work and live by? So I am very much into uh, a team concept. So... Um, before I was in, before I did insurance full time, starting in 2015, I was a retail, retail and retail management for about 12 years. So uh, I tend to revolve around teams. So uh, last year, maybe the year before, I, I think it was last year, I read Thomas Keenan's book, um, mm-hmm. and in that book, he talks about core values. We also talked about personal core values. So I, I put in my book, I wasn't trying to copy that, but in my book, chapter three. I talk about having values as your own self as an entrepreneur. So for me, it revolved around a team concept. And you think about it, your family's a team too. It's not just your, you know, it's not just a sports team uh, Uh or even your business team. Your family is a team too. 
you know, yeah. whether it's your immediate family at home or your extended family, you know, your uncles, nep- you know, nieces, all that stuff. Um, so I, that was a concept in my mind that I thought of it. So mine are trustworthy because in sales, you need to come across as a trustworthy person. Enthusiasm. Uh, insurance is not a fun thing. Uh, sales discussions are not really a fun thing. I can imagine walking into the room. Oh, hey, Brian, what do you do? Uh, I'm an insurance and I'm a sales trainer. And they, in the back of their head, immediately regret asking me. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, team concept, uh, I'm sorry, enthusiasm uh, has to come across in what it is that you do. So uh, then achievement. I don't focus on beating someone, you know, competition, that kind of thing. I, I really believe that you are competing against yourself. So when you set my personal success and history has come from setting a goal and achieving that goal, just happens that my goal is higher than someone else's, um, making a difference. Mm -hmm. I believe that you should be doing things that make a difference in your consumers, your, your customer's livelihood or their well-being. Okay. Something that's going to, and then from there, once you have achieved success there, you should come out and do some other things, add value to other pieces to make a difference in somebody else. And then lastly, simplicity. I really believe in keeping things simple. Uh, I think human beings have a natural tendency to overcomplicate. Right. Uh, we say nine words when three will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get into, it's almost like your brain rejects it. Mm-hmm. When I said my definition of sales earlier, that would probably sound very simple to somebody like, oh, it can't be that easy. Yeah, it really is the, I, there's a difference between simple and easy. Mm-hmm. You can boil things down in a simple manner. Okay. Yeah. Getting on base in baseball is just a matter of hitting a ball with a stick. Yeah. That's the simplistic nature of it. You hit the ball and I get on base. Right. Do that more times than anyone else and you'll win. Yeah. I think people tend to overcomplicate things. Maybe some people think it makes them sound smarter, but really the smartest people know how to make it easy for everyone else to understand it because then you open up your whole world for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about building a powerful network. What okay. does that look like for you? How have you done that? Because I mean, you and I both know a lot of really powerful people. Yeah, the the thing about network building, I, I think another flaw that people have when they go into any networking environment, whether it's in person or uh, virtual, like social media networks, is that they are going in looking for how well how they will benefit, mm-hmm. as opposed to how they can benefit someone else. So. Um, you and I have been in a, you know, we're in a couple of different groups, but yeah. uh, I think you've noticed, you could probably see this in Apex. Yeah. It's the people, the more popular people are the ones that are giving the most. Mm. That's a writer downer. <laughs> the, uh, I say that because not, not because, oh, people want to take from you. What happens is when you show that you are, when you give value and you, you're giving to the community, Someone that receives that, their next thing is to go, how can I help you? I, I, I was on a mastermind call, a marketing call, uh, a very prominent marketer. And uh, he was going through, you know, our, everybody on the call, he person was kind of going through that little thing. And he's answering questions, helping out. When he got to me, um, the difference is also uh, I've been doing the work and I've been working with him since like March. And... So when he came to me, I just told him, okay, I got this going, this going, you said, do this, here's what I'm going to do. 
uh, next Friday about it and all these different things. So when I came to being, I said, I'm, I got this, 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 and this, and told him what it is I was doing and speaking to the work and the value that he had put out there. Mm-hmm. His next step back was to me was, okay, sounds like you got it hanging out or you sounds like you've got it handled. What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. this is a mastermind that, that, I, that, you know, I participated to pay, pay into to participate. I'm learning stuff from him, but I gave value back. I actually uh, quote him in my book. I mean, I'm giving value back, and his response is, after I say to him, the things that you have taught, I put in place. His next response is, what can I do to help you? Oh, you've already helped me. But it, it became valuable to him to know that what he taught, someone is actually doing. Fantastic. We've got a couple minutes left to our final break. So let's talk a little bit about Apex, which is the mastermind that you and I are both in. Yep. Uh, we've both learned some very, very powerful things. And one of the things that they teach it, that Ryan Stuman and his team teaches is you have to learn to become the go-to person in your industry within that network. And you have done right. that. So what did that look like for you? Uh, partly is I, I do something that not a lot of people do. So I, my, my primary business, excuse me, my primary business is uh, individual and small business health insurance. Uh, there really, there are about a handful of us. I'm just the one who's, since I got in the network, that's been the most active. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually enrolled with Ryan himself, which is a rarity, um, only because he was training some other folks. But when I got in, what I noticed in my perception, and I've said this publicly and I've said this to him, is that to me, Ryan seems like a modern day Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he actually was in Zig's program. And then his pastor, Keith Kraft, uh, toured with Zig the final 12, 13 years of his life. And then Ryan has that mentorship too. So it's kind of this succession pattern almost, if you will. But yeah. a lot of the things that he says, a lot of the ideas, I can see that. And that was the, Zig was the first person that I really dived into uh, in my mid, late 20s. Um getting into the self-help space, if you will. Yeah, he was one of the first ones that I read also. There, he's got a book called Over the Top, and yeah. I think that came out probably 20 years ago or so, and fantastic book. And I've gotten to interview Tom, his son Tom, a couple of times on this show. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Next 
time you fly, keep in mind a few things the pilot will never tell you. Pilots tell passengers what they need to know and not the things that are going to scare the pants off them. Pilots would never say, one of our engines has just failed. Instead, they'll say, one of our engines is indicating improperly. What's a word for the deliberate misuse of words? Parasology. I spoke with a pilot who admitted some FAA rules didn't make sense to them either. For instance, when we're callahooting along at 500 miles an hour at 40,000 feet in a plane that could hit turbulence at any minute, flight attendants can walk around serving hot coffee. But when we're on the ground on a flat piece of asphalt going 5 to 10 miles an hour, they've got to be buckled in like a NASCAR driver. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian McKittrick, and his book is called It Ain't Rocket Surgery, 21 Simple Steps That Will Take Your Sales to the Moon. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, please do that. You can go to successprofilesmagazine.com. Issue number 45 just came out last week. I'm fired up and excited about that. And Brian, I'm really excited that you are a regular contributor. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing I've learned in the last year and has been uh, really reemphasized by being in the Apex network that you and I are both in is you have to have a dream list of people you want to be connected to. How important is it to have a top 25 list and how do you go about curating that? So um, there actually is, I I did a video on that. Um, And the way to construct that is to look at all the, you know, what the commonalities would be. Now, is every single person going to hit all of those? No. But um, if you think to me, it started by literally writing down the people that would be the celebrity model, if you will, Uh of the person. So, and from there, what qualities those people share. And then also for your clientele basis that you're looking for the qualities that you their ideal person would have in order to be your, your best fit, your easiest customer to work with. So um, if you've been say, if you're in sales or have been in sales for a long period of time, think about your 10 favorite customers or the last 10 successful transactions, transactions that were super simple, uh, the easiest ones to work with. Those are the people that actually, if you look at that, probably a commonality amongst that group. Mm-hmm. That's who you realistically should be seeking. Now, some of it could be people you actually know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it could be people that possibly it is a celebrity. So um, maybe you have, it's possible not to overcomplicate it, but it's possible to go, okay, these are the type of people that I want to work with day to day. Or, and maybe in another part, another section, say if I want to say, okay, now I got the book, I want to be on stage. I might write down 25 people that I want to be on stage with, or I want to work with to do that. Yeah. So it's not just who you you know, oh, I want to sell, you know, Grant Cardone on something, or I want to sell Tony Robbins. Okay, but um, your day-to-day person is the typecast, and that's the network you fill your that that's the people you fill your network with. So, mm-hmm. like when I talk about the uh, the friend the friend request thing again, 
I'm literally out there looking for self-employed people who are family who care about finance and care about insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Um, now with the book, I also going to extend that to a little bit more. So specifically if I was really carving out, okay, I want to work with salespeople that would look at self-employed in 1099 industries like insurance, real estate, cars, people that are not getting paid a salary. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let me ask you this. I mean, you are in the insurance industry. It's not considered to be a really sexy industry. So <laughs> how do you generate leads in an industry like that? I mean, it's not it's not solar, it's not entertainment. It's it's not one of the high high I want this kinds no. of things, right? Well, it's not one of the fun things like you you come home with a new car, the wife's going to be excited, but you know, you're not going to walk in and be like, "Hey, I just got us a million dollars in life insurance. No, Yay. no one does that. <laughs> right. No one does that. So I've made myself to where I can just be found that I do that. So um, I'm really big on participating in groups, Facebook groups. So uh, we have the, net, the network for the Apex group. Um, the larger version of that, uh, just the general version, is the Sales Talk with Sales Pro group, which is now about 102,000 members, yep. which, is, which is just phenomenal. Largest sales sales interest Facebook group that they're that's out there. Um, but I found other groups like that, um, whether it's a sales group, whether it's an insurance group, and you go in there, participate and add value, share tips, share tricks, uh, introduce yourself to the admins and moderators and ask them what they need more of in the group. Most of the time, even big groups like the sales talk with sales pro, a lot of the content falls on the people that are in charge of the group. And that sometimes can be just one person. So by going there, adding value, say, hey, this is what I do. This is what I can um, bring to your group or I can help facilitate with. Then you you start to build a celebrity status. People find out what you do. And those admins and moderators will allow you uh, to carve out your little corner of that. And um, you'll, you will get leads from it. That's wonderful. That's really, really great advice. So the topic of gratitude also comes up quite a bit. How important has sure. that been for you? Uh, so, you know, gratitude is part of the um, the G code. We talk about mm -hmm. it in, the, in the program from the book G code. So I started practicing, read the book, and when it came out in February of last year, I uh, started practicing uh, those concepts. And the very first one is gratitude. What's amazing to me about that is people was once again, you know, kind of overcomplicating things is people tend to go, oh, something big happened to me and I'm happy for that. But they, they overlook all the small things mm. in their, in their life uh, that are, that are still wonderful. So for instance, like we just went, we just went to Florida for a week and that was all cool, you know, fun, you know, flying to Tampa and driving down. We met some friends uh, on the last day there that live in Tampa, but those are fun, big monumental things. Mm -hmm. well, what about, you know, playing Legos with my son or last, last night we were playing Minecraft before he went to bed and he stops and when we were playing, messing around, he stops and goes, dad, I love playing Minecraft with you. Mm. That is, I mean, that that's something small that you can do daily. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, to, it's a holiday day, whatever. I'm at the office doing stuff, but, um, after lunch, my son's going to come up here and we're going to play together again for a little while and then we'll you know be able to go home he he wants to participate and be around 
life with me and his mom and his family. That's a small thing, but every single day those powerful things happen. And you yeah. compound that over a period of time. And you, yes, you can have something big, but I'd rather be involved and grateful day to day than have to just look for big monumental things. Yeah. So here's one of my favorite questions. How do you know what to say yes or no to? Because we get asked to do things, to participate in things all day long, but we can't say yes to all of it. So how do you decide that? Uh, I learned, uh, and, and this is, this becomes more prevalent, um, as I grow a network, but you learn to have a filter and that filter is your values and your goals. Okay. So, um, I remember being at one of the, the events in January and mm-hmm. it's, there was three very sharp real estate people in different, very different aspects of real estate. All three of them had, did something different, but I remember being sitting in there, uh, this afternoon, I'm listening to them and thinking to myself, man, these guys really know their stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to be in real estate. I need to get more involved in real estate and thinking, and I get actually a little overwhelmed. And then I realized something. Well, what I do doesn't, I don't need to have you know, one guy uh, has set a goal and he hit it to have a hundred rental properties. I'm not going to stop what I do to go out and start adding rental properties. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop what I do and get into storage facilities or flipping cars. I mean, there's, there's so many ways in America to make money. Mm-hmm. If I, I would go broke, the opposite would happen if I was trying to do too many of them. Yeah. So, you should really have this, okay, what is your main goal? What is your main lane? I, I see this as like, okay, I want to be, this is my lane. This is what I do. This is what I specialize in. Until I can build something else in that, I want to keep doing that. And that becomes, so if, so I see this real estate stuff. And th- then I also realize, well, wait a minute. I don't have to be involved. You know, my friend Dan does, um, he's, he has a hundred houses, you know, he's just landlord. He also has a program where I can just give him money and he yeah. can turn that into a profit. And I would share in that profit. That that that's what it hit me. Like, wait a minute. I don't have to actually do it. He's doing it. You know, yeah. I can give money here or give money to this guy or give money to that guy and let them take it. If you want to invest in something, there's ways to do it, but you don't have to personally put your hands on it. Yeah, that's awesome. What are some of your favorite productivity tips? Uh that that would that would be one of them there stay in your lane and focus on what it is that you do day in day out until you can start carving that out um but i have felt have success recently in the the last 18 months you know being an apex is in time blocking um so i do certain certain things are for the front half of the day certain things are for the back half of the day and i I just that added the you know, added a calendar get google calendar it connects with everything it connects with your email it connects with uh, all kinds of apps and by controlling your time better on your per, on your productive time your you know quote unquote work time yeah. that that builds more time in your personal time personal fantastic life. we've got less than 3 minutes until the end what okay. has what has surprised you about entrepreneurship um I've enjoyed, I think I've kind of always been this way, but I, I really enjoyed being my own boss. Uh, mm-hmm. I know in retail, I butted up against, you know, the brass and like, I want to do this. No, it doesn't make sense. You know, argue, I'm you know, kind of an argumentative type despite my production. 
Uh, and then when I was in a retail, or I'm sorry, an insurance office, uh, it was a great entrepreneurial kind of aspect mm-hmm. framework. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still would be like, hey, we should do this. No, no, no. I don't like being told no. So um, what I've been, it's been a nice surprise for me is the enjoyment of freedom. Although I did see a meme the other day. I thought that was really funny. Uh, it's this guy. It's that, um, it's that older guy at the computer one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, he's like, right. He's like, quit my nine to five job working for the man so I can work 24 seven for myself. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So here's the question I ask everyone who inspires and motivates you. Um, as of late, well, in, in the last 18 months, I, I, I keep talking about the apex network, but of that, um, I have a really small friendship group that there's six of us. Uh, from from that Apex group where we're all authors, we're all coaches in the program, um, we're all members of the program. Those guys, are the, it's a day-to-day conversation. Some of it's just humor and teasing each other, but there's a lot of uh, pushing ourselves to excel, being mm-hmm. in faith, family, fitness, finance. That Those close-knit conversations, the Apex Goon Squad is what we call it, the Goon Squad, that's a friendship that's that's growing with those other five guys that is just is it is invaluable we teach we also push right how do we find you how do we vibe with you and try with you as we close out absolutely brian mckittrick.com made it super simple b-r-i-a-n-m-c-k-i-t-t-r-i-c-k.com links to all my socials and the book are right there fantastic brian thanks for being here it was awesome having you here absolutely appreciate it All right, and thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from them along the way so that we don't have to repeat their mistakes. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.